Welcome to Ice Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Welcome, welcome to another week and another episode of Ike's Flame, and this is Ike here with you, and we got another great episode for you today, and, <clears throat> but as we get started, I just want to give you guys a reminder, go follow me on Ike's Flame on Instagram, and also you can email me at ikesflame at gmail.com, and I love to hear from you guys, and on Instagram, I do a weekly question, an Ike's question of the week on Saturdays, so come check out, check that out, comment uh, comment on our post or in the story, and we love to hear from you. Last week, we had a question that goes along with the theme of the month, and that question was that, what was your, what is, slash was, your favorite Star Wars Legends character? And we got a few different answers. Uh, we got some answers like Boba Fett Legends material, uh, so non-canon Boba Fett. We got um, non-canon Thrawn. Then we also got some Old Republic stuff like Revan and Bastila Sean and Teal Sean and all, all those sorts of things. So thanks for those of you who do comment. But go check me out on Instagram and we do some fun things like that as well as just keep you up to date on what all is going on on the podcast so uh, go check out um, instagram at ike's flame and like i said i always love hearing from you guys whether it's comments uh, from our from current or uh, previous podcasts that you guys have or even uh, just ideas about podcasts i could do in the future so different themes for months and things like that i got things planned out but i'm always flexible so if you guys send me a good theme, I may take it and run with it for a month. And uh, so I'd love to hear from you guys on that as well. And so, um, yeah, so come check us out on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, so let's get into our podcast for the day. So our podcast, our topic for the day, as we talked about, mentioned last week, we our theme for July is... Star Wars Legends characters and specifically Legends characters in the Empire Rebellion era and a little bit post. Um, we'll get into some of that as well. But that's the time frame we're looking at with Legends characters just because there's so much Legends material. I'm going to narrow it down to that for the month of July here. <clears throat> but the last week we talked about Kyle Katarn. We had a guest on, our first guest on our show so far, uh, Josiah Friedersdorf, and he, it was a great conversation. I already got some feedback from some of you all that you really liked uh, having the guest on, and I don't blame you because you didn't have to listen to me talk the whole time, but I am excited to, uh, yeah, so I was excited about that, and I'm glad you guys really liked that and enjoyed that as well. So, this week we're going to continue in our theme for the month of Legends characters. And this month we are going to talk about a, a Legends character that you guys are either extremely familiar with or you probably aren't very familiar with at all. And I'll explain why here in a second. But this week's Legends character is Galen Merrick, a.k.a. Starkiller. So Starkiller is his code name, what he becomes known, becomes known by. And so Galen Merrick, uh, a.k.a. Starkiller, if you guys know him or at least have heard of him, uh, you guys will know he is a secret apprentice to Darth Vader and during the Rebellion era, Rebellion Imperial era. And 
Galen Merrick, the, where we see him, where he is introduced into Star Wars and Star Wars Legends, he's not canon. Um, that's what Legends is, non-canon. But Legends is the Force Unleashed video game. So he is in the Force Unleashed video game, and he is also in. He's mainly in the first one, from my understanding, and then is also mentioned in Force Unleashed Two. Uh, video game as well um, but there's a so there's a Force Unleashed uh, video game there's a novel and there's also some comics for that so that's where you know him from so if you guys have played Force Unleashed you guys are super familiar with Galen Merrick and but if you're not you may not be as familiar and so uh, that is that's kind of why I said that nuance of there's probably some of you that might be extremely familiar and there's probably going to be some of you who aren't very familiar with him at all but so kind of some of his backstory who he is who galen merrick is so he is born on kashik he's a human male which i find interesting because if you guys know know this kashik is where the homeworld of um wookies and so like chewbacca where chewie would be from and things of that nature and so it's probably i mean i don't know how common it is probably it's a little weird that humans would be born on kashik but there's some backstory behind that so galen merrick is the son of two jedi knights that survived order 66 and the jedi purge and they went into hiding and are living on kashik and that is the reason that because they're in hiding uh, from the Jedi Purge and the Empire, that is the reason that he is born on Kashyyyk. And so, um, yeah, so Galen Merrick, he's born on Kashyyyk, and when he's young, his parents are still, like, fighting and fleeing from the Empire and all this. And at one point, his uh, his parents are found by Darth Vader. Um, Vader kills his parents, and he... From there, Vader is just going to leave the child, but as Vader is confronting them and all this and kills his parents, and Galen actually uses the Force to grab Vader's lightsaber off his belt. And so Vader realizes this strong, this child is very strong with the Force and says, hmm, I wonder if this child could be an asset to us in the Empire. And so Vader actually takes Galen and Merrick and takes him back to uh, his... Star Destroyer and hit where he's staying and kind of raises a child and uh, as a potential force strong force user and we see that um, and I mean we see which is this is canon but we see in Kenobi's show if you guys have watched Kenobi and even Star Wars Rebels going back that Empire does have they're not completely against keeping some force users alive as long as they can manipulate them and for instance, like the Inquisitors and all that, and so, but that so that's kind of how Galen Merrick starts. And when Galen becomes under Galen comes under Darth Vader's um, training and uh, raising and all this, that's when he gets the name Star Killer, which is his code name. And we'll get into why he has a code name here in a bit. But that is the re that's kind of how his story. So. From a very fun, young age, he is under the tutelage of Darth Vader. And with that said, like, I mean, I think it's like four or five years old when this happens. So he's not very old when his parents are killed and he 
is taken by Darth Vader. And so, and I mean, Darth Vader is basically in some ways raising a kid and having that done, which he has some help from a droid and uh, to do that that he kind of puts in charge of Galen Merrick, and a.k.a. Starkiller. And so that's kind of his backstory, Galen Merrick's backstory, and where he comes from, and as we get into his story. And so two things I want to hit on here is, or kind of three things. Um, first, we're going to hit on his name, where he trained, and then also... Uh, who he who trained him slash who kind of raised him outside of Vader, and so as you guys, so he was trained mainly a lot of times actually in the ruins of the Jedi Temple in Coruscant, um, which I found interesting. Uh, just that was an interesting tidbit. That's where he did a lot of his training and that sort of thing. And then the other thing is he was actually raised, helped being raised and. Uh, trained by a droid named Proxy. And Proxy is a droid that can also shape shift and do some things like that. And so, which is interesting. But we get, uh, so where Proxy does a lot of caretaking for Starkiller as he's younger and he's growing up. But he also does a lot of like Star Wars or like lightsaber combat training. And so, like for instance like he does like does lightsaber yeah he does lightsaber training for like he does a he'll and i mentioned earlier he shapeshifts and so he'll shapeshift into jedi actually uh there's actually i think a scene in the video game where he shapeshifts into obi-wan kenobi as a way to train star killer and train him in the ways of the force dark side of the force specifically but um, so proxy is this droid shapeshifter uh, and that is helps really raise galen aka star killer but also trains him in the ways of the force alongside vader and assist him in many of his training exercises and all that and so um I just want you guys to note that. And the other thing I want to mention was Starkiller's name. So the reason he got the code name Starkiller is that way he could be kind of be seen as a secret assassin and asset that Vader has that the Emperor is not going to the Emperor is not going to think too much about. Um, probably just thinks it's another assassin that Vader is using and all this stuff because and this gets us into the rule of two and the rule of two with that is if you guys aren't familiar with the rule of two is that Darth Bane at the end of the old Republic era made the rule of two that there could be only a master and an apprentice uh, with Sith and so currently there's already the master and apprentice you got the master Darth Sidious and the apprentice Darth Vader and now Vader's bringing a third into the picture Starkiller, and so Vader has to hide his apprentice so that Sidious doesn't make a mess of everything and probably either see Vader as not loyal or kill kill uh, Starkiller or whatever that would look like. It would just make things very messy. And so, which makes this very interesting, and we see this actually a little bit in Clone Wars, so like in the Clone Wars and especially in TV show, like we see that um, we see that 
Count Dooku has an apprentice a couple times with like uh, Asajj, and then also oh, well, I'm trying to draw completely. Darth Maul's um, Savage Oppress, yes, um, and so they the Hound Dooku has this and kind of see use him as an assassin and not an apprentice. And that way Sidious doesn't do anything in the Clone Wars. So we see this a little bit, and it's already happened before. But And that's canon versus uh, Legends. But th- So this is like, so that's why Starkiller has a code name, has the code name Starkiller, and also has to, um, has to kind of hide and be in the shadows of what he's doing. And so as he's, he kind of gets of age, and at this point he gets of age, and Vader wants to start to see, okay, is Starkiller, is Starkiller the apprentice, the assassin that I hoped he would end up being, the asset that I hoped he would be to me? And so Vader actually sends him on a mission to kill some Jedi. And so he goes, and this is like kind of his first, like, prove it mission. Like, hey, you're, if you do this mission, you're going to be considered um, very good. And this gets a little weird because he, um, this is also like where Vader starts to actually see him as a true Sith um, once he completes this mission. And, but it's also a little weird because he can't be seen as a Sith because of Sidious and all this. But he's at least seen as a true dark side user and uh, is seen as a valuable valuable asset to vader in that so on this mission he goes to a few different planets he hunts and kills some jedi and the biggest one is that he kills shakti on felucia and so he goes to felucia he confronts shakti and kills shakti and so uh that is a big one because it's a jedi master that survived order 66 and all that and you may be like shakti die in canon, yes, she did, I think. Uh, I know that gets a little fuzzy. Uh, I think it's seen that Shakti does die in uh, canon but during Order 66, but for Legend 6, it's kind of a different timeline. Um, and she survived Order 66, and Galen Merrick is sent to, aka Starkiller is sent to kill her, and he succeeds. And... With that, the Vader kind of starts to see him as, "Hey, you're you're valuable. You can do what I ask you to do, and you are being um, going to be seen as very dangerous to our enemies and all this." And so, Vader, this earns a lot of respect from Vader after he completes this mission and does it successfully. And so, at this point, Vader is seeing him as, like I said, a valuable asset and that sort of thing. And so. I think at this point it starts to get a little fuzzy because I think Vader wants to use him more, but also there's this idea so he still has to hide and be not seen be seen by Sidious. And this leads us to kind of um, and as we talked today, so I just kind of talked about the first big mission, and we're also going to talk about two big betrayals. And so this leads me to our first big betrayal, and so. I think Galen Merrick, aka Starkiller, is on. I think he's on Vader's. Uh, I'm drawing a complete blank. Starship, or like, uh, yeah, Starship, and he capital ship. That's what I'm trying to think of. Um, Star Destroyer, and so 
at this point, Galen's Starkiller's with Vader, and somebody comes in, not Palpatine, uh, not, but another uh, officer comes in and sees um, Starkiller and kind of figures out who it is. And at this point, Vader has to turn on Starkiller. That way, Vader isn't being seen as disloyal. So Vader actually ignites his lightsaber and catches Starkiller off guard and actually stabs him through the abdomen. And so, like, very serious damage. Um, not just, hey, a slight blow to the arm, like, this is going to kill you type of a thing if it's not taken care of and all this. And so Starkiller is kind of betrayed by his master and because of all the secrecy. And so it gets very, like, very fuzzy, and it causes Starkiller to be very apprehensive about his master after this. And but Starkiller still wants to, I guess, still wants to have the approval and respect of Darth Vader as well. And so, but when this happens, Vader actually takes Starkiller after he stabs him and heals him back to full health. And it's, I think it's about two or three month process that that happens. And so it's just interesting that like Vader didn't completely abandon Starkiller at the point, which probably left gave star killer some hope and so that is kind of this like the first half of star killer's story and relationship with vader and kind of all this and so uh and the other and we'll get in the second half here in a minute and but before that we're going to take a short break and we will be right back with you Awesome. We're back with you, and we are going to jump into the second half of Starkiller here on today's episode. And so to jump back, I think the next place, and I mentioned earlier, we're going to look at two major betrayals and two major um, missions for Starkiller. And this, this, the second half is um, kind of his... The, 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 we're going to start the second half with the second major um, trial, or not trial, well, I guess kind of trial, but uh, mission for Starkiller that Vader gives him. And so with that, we, and at this point also, Vader, or Starkiller is also seeing that it, his role to walk alongside Vader to overthrow the Emperor. And so he's starting to have this in his mindset, and I think especially once he completes this next mission, it... Uh, makes it even more evident as he is seeing the completion of it. And so what happens is he pretends to dispatch from the Empire, joins the Rebellion, and when that happens, uh, he is joining the Rebellion to trick them. So he works with uh, Bail Bail Organa, Mon Mothma, and some other uh, rebellions or rebels that are senators and that sort of thing and so he's working with them and this whole idea is that way he can feed Vader information for a plan to kind of like finally puff out the rebellion to squash it and this actually happens I think in timeline wise which is always weird with legends but happens I think it's just a couple of years before the Battle of Endor and so this is after the Battle of Yavin and all that but couple of years before what episode episode six would be and so just keep that in mind and so yeah it's interesting to think about that look at that and so 
So he's working with Barragan and Ramon Mothma, and kind of they see him as a huge asset and all this. And at this point, he is uh, he's kind of he succeeds in his mission, um, and he does what he's supposed to. And when the time comes for the Empire to make attack, Darth Vader doesn't do what he Star Killer thinks he's going to do, and so Vader kind of betrays him and puts Star Killer in a lot of danger, which then actually forces Star Killer to confront Vader. And when he's confronting Vader, he actually kind of turns to the light side. So he confronts Vader. In the process, he saves Bail Organa and Mon Mothma and another senator. And he actually defeats Vader. He, I mean, he doesn't kill Vader, but he defeats Vader to the point where um, he is... He beats him in combat and is able to continue on and get away and that sort of thing. And at this point, uh, he kind of is like, well, he's not going back to Vader because Vader's uh, kind of betrayed him a second time. There's that second betrayal. And also, at this point, he's kind of out in the open, and the Emperor knows about this. And because of that, Emperor knows who Starkiller is fully, and he goes, and Starkiller actually goes, and confronts the emperor before anything can happen and when he's confronting the emperor he also saves some more of the rebellion and keeps the rebellion intact and all this because the emperor was using the information that star killer was giving feeding and giving to vader to attack the rebellion as well and so he actually goes on the death star confronts sidious and saves more of the rebellion as well and kind of actually at this point, he we see him take on his true name of Galen Merrick and becomes a Jedi of sorts in this moment. Uh, and he dispatches the name Starkiller, dispatches the dark side, and confronts Sidious. And he goes and confronts Sidious, and I don't know if he thought he was actually powerful enough to defeat Sidious because he defeated Vader or what exactly, but... He didn't end up being much of a match for Sidious, and Sidious killed him, um, and so he died. But at the end, we do kind of see him turn to the dark side or turn to the light and fight for the rebellion and that sort of thing. Most of the time, he is on the dark side, but we see this a little bit glimpsed, and and probably some of this is because of his uh, infiltration of the rebellion. He sees the good, and despite at the moment he's not trying to do good, he still sees it and it starts to affect him regardless and so that is kind of the most of uh starkiller's story and his i guess <laughs> who in the gaelic Mer- galen merrick's story of starkiller so he dies young he doesn't end up being very old i mean he's probably upper teens low 20s i'm guessing when he confronts sidious and is killed and like i said he doesn't like kill vader but he defeats vader and so in combat and so vader's still alive and so what actually happens after sidious defeats defeats star killer is vader gets star killer's body and about six months after star killer's death vader takes star killer's body to um camino where they did all the clonings for like the Clone Wars and Jango Fett and all this stuff, and he works to clone uh, Star Killer. He saw Star Killer as a good enough asset, a strong enough assassin that if he could clone 
I think especially, I think his Vader's thought was if he could clone Starkiller and even manipulate him more with his mind and the dark side and all that, because he is a clone, then at that point they could, he could have a very rich, good assassin. And so he does many different clonings, doesn't fail, and he finally gets one to work, and they call it the Dark Clone, which is um, a clone of Starkiller. And he is used for a little while, ends up being killed, and then Vader kind of leaves that behind. But it is interesting that Starkiller was powerful enough and enough of an asset that Vader's like, hey, I'm going to clone this dude after he's died and see what we can come up with. And there was actually a clone that uh, called the Dark Clone that did that. And part of what happened with that, and I mentioned Proxy earlier as the droid shapeshifter who worked with uh, Starkiller as he was growing up and training. And Proxy worked with the Dark Clone as well to heal him and or to raise him and take him and uh, train him and all that. And so the Dark Clone was never actually as powerful as what Starkiller was, was um, but was an asset to what Vader was doing. Um, but I think the cloning process was so tough and took too long that Vader didn't, after he got the Dark Clone, the Dark Clone uh, was killed, that it wasn't worth the time to figure out how to do it again. And so with that said... That's kind of Starkiller's story, and his he gets a little bit of a revive at the end, which I think is comes into play in like uh, Force Unleashed Two and some things like that. And there is actually an alternate ending in Force Unleashed, and I find it very interesting. And that ending is where he actually defeats Vader and kills Vader, and he becomes Sidious's uh, he becomes Sidious's uh, apprentice instead of Vader, and so. Um, just imagine episode six with uh, Starkiller and Sidious instead of Darth, Darth Vader and uh, Sidious. Whole different story, right? Um, but that is an alternate ending that they have in the game that is out there in Legends as well, which is interesting. Um, and I just thought I'd throw that out there for the fun of it and things. So that is Starkiller in a nutshell. And so that's his story. And there's a couple other things I want to talk about with Starkiller. Is one star killer is a very powerful asset in legends to vader and when we talk about powerful i mean like extremely powerful so into the point where star killer actually his force powers are to the point where he actually pulled a star destroyer out of the sky like to a planet and so, which I know there's talk of, I think in like some other legends where like Luke does that, I think, and I think that's also, is it, I think it's in the Aftermath book series uh, that, that it's talked about how Luke does, pulls the Star Destroyer to the ground and all this stuff at the Battle of Jakku. And um, anyways, but he is actually pulls the a Star, Star Destroyer out of the sky using the Force. And so that's just like a glimpse of how uh, powerful that Starkiller actually became and was. And probably is part of the reason he actually thought he had a chance against Sidious and actually bested Vader to a degree, and which is interesting. And so, I mean, it's also interesting because we haven't really seen, especially in canon, we haven't seen too many ships pulled out of the sky until, I mean, the last couple of years now. Um, so we saw it in Rise of Skywalker, uh, at least 
the force being used on a ship. Um, and then we saw in Kenobi and that, uh, I don't know what episode that was now, um, but Vader basically pulls a refugee transport, um, I mean, keeps it from taking off and just rips it apart and rips it to shreds. And so, which is interesting. And so we don't see that a whole lot, but Starkiller was powerful enough to do that. And I mean, the people that we see actually see doing this and actually being able to use the force on a ship are very powerful force users. So we have like Ray and Kylo. We have um, Vader. Uh, we see... I think Maul does it at one point, maybe in the Clone Wars. That's the only thing I'm thinking of earlier. And then I know Ahsoka... Ahsoka's not able to pull the ship down, but Ahsoka does um, use the Force on a ship that Maul is in. In Season 7 of the Clone Wars, we see that as well. And so, it's just interesting that, like, he was a very, very powerful Force user, and I think that is really major to note and just know. And, yeah, so, I just, I think it's like, he's a very fun character. If you guys... Uh, don't aren't super familiar with him. I would uh, take him to, uh, I, or I would I would go check out. I mean, even just go YouTube some videos on who Star Killer is, and um, he also has a very unique look to him, uh, and which is interesting. Um, but yeah, and so the the other thing that I want to mention, and I think is. Uh, was that there's a lots of different versions of Starkiller that we see in comics even um, and things of that nature. So like there's some other Darth, uh, other Sith that were supposed to be considered Starkiller, which Starkiller is the final, um, final, uh, final draft of what it, of what he became. And I mean, for instance, like he was. At one point, they were thinking about calling him Anakin Starkiller, uh, Anakin Starkiller, and so, which would be interesting, <laughs> for sure. But so that's also just good to know and know as well. Uh, but he is, yeah, he has a very unique look to him as a uh, Sith and that sort of thing. And he actually holds his lightsaber kind of like Ahsoka does. Um, at least one or how Ahsoka holds one of her lightsabers, he actually holds it more behind his back, like backhanded. And so, yeah. Um, and that, it's just interesting. And, um, yeah, and just to kind of continue on with this idea, like he was very strong in the Force. Like, he was very strong in telekinesis, which is a Force push. So, like, he could clear entire hallways and rooms with Force pushes. And repulses, and um, he they, they mentioned like as a, uh, he would grab Tie Fighters in mid flight <laughs> as he was training, um, and all of that, and so, and it was just interesting, and as kind of the height of everything as we talked about is that he pulled down an Imperial One class Star Destroyer and forced it to the ground, uh, which is just kind of crazy. Um, 
And he, yeah, so he is thought of to be one of the most powerful force users at the time and um, in legends and things of that nature. And so, but it is good to note that. And so I think we're going to jump into our last segment like we always do here on Ice Flame. And where in the world could we see Starkiller? Um... (laughs) This kind of, this month's going to be a little weird, um, and I think we talked about this last week with where we're going to see some of these legends characters where we might see them. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do another video game on Star Killer, so like that's also a possibility. And there's always chances for books and things as well. Um, I don't know if Star Killer will ever actually be brought into canon. Uh, I guess there's a chance of that. Um, I th- I do think like. I think, and me and Josiah talked about this last week with Kyle Katarn, I think the higher chance we have for like some of these, uh, some of these Legends characters is that they will be brought into um, canon in, and we'll see, it won't be Starkiller, but it'll be somebody like Starkiller. It'll be based off of Starkiller. Um, and I think that is uh, probably our best bet. Like for instance, like last week we talked about Kyle Katarn and Cal Kestis, like, there's a lot of similarities there, and I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, like, I know we had the Taki Taki feel film coming up. Like, is that something about a character like Star Killer? I don't know, but it, it would be interesting to see where all that comes into play. And I think, like I said, that'll be more, um, uh, more of a somebody who references the star killer but isn't star killer and i could even see that coming into play until in like ahsoka uh or mandalorian even with some of those timelines especially with thrawn uh coming into play so we'll see what happens with that but i think that would be very interesting um and who knows maybe we'd even get a star killer type character uh, i know inquisitors have some remnants of who star killer is but also like a star killer type character who is um, who we end up seeing in uh, season two of Kenobi, um, if they end up actually doing that. I kind of hope they do with how good season one was, but I do wonder if that would be a possibility as well, or part of, I mean, they can bring that in, and as a pretty cool storyline for Starkiller and that sort of thing. But, so it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Um, and so that's all I got for you today. So that today is it's Galen Merrick, uh, aka Star Killer. So I hope you guys t- enjoyed today's episode. And uh, to, yeah, so next week we'll have some more stuff, more another Star Wars Legends character for you. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, go follow me on Ice, at Ice Flame on Instagram or. Email me at Iceflame if you guys have any thoughts or things you just want to share. I'd love to hear from you guys. And as well, and as we always like to say here on Iceflame, light the fire. Have a great week.